Turn our attention to the book of Hebrews. Book of Hebrews. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6, beginning with verse 7. For the earth, which drinketh in the rain that cometh upon it, and bringeth forth herbs meet or proper for them to whom it is dressed, receiveth blessing from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and is nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. But, beloved, we are persuaded better things of you and things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. Everybody said hallelujah. I want to work on don't take it wrong, take it right. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. <clears throat> the sixth chapter of the book of Hebrews is uh, can be a little earth shaking, and uh, until you get the Bible use the word sense, until you get the sense of it, it could cause you to walk the floor a little bit. And uh, but I want you to always remember that. The same God that met them in the mountain and said, don't come near lest you be 
thrust through with a dart or something. That same God that pointed out there was an innumerable company of angels and that we today, not in Moses' day, but now in our time, that we have come to that innumerable company of angels. We have come to the church of the firstborn, the general assembly. We are so blessed <clears throat> to have the experience that we have. We've come to the spirits of just men made complete. That God does test our spirits. And God does help us to get over hurdles and to leap over the, the wall and run through the troop on the other side of the wall. God does so many wonderful things to aid and abet us. He's a they're a present help in a time of need and trouble. And when we find ourselves falling short, we have a God that makes up the difference. And for that, I'm most glad. <clears throat> it's important to receive the Word of God, not to reject it, not to go all Kung Fu and Bruce Lee on, on this beautiful truth, become very defensive about things, but to remember that God truly loves you as no one can love, and that, uh, you know, His love is past understanding, and that uh, all that He has done and is doing and is about to do is going to be divine help, going to help us to, as I said, go forward. It's going to help us to be victorious. He always causes us to triumph. What a great and wonderful God we serve. And that He does truly extend towards us a scepter of grace. And that He extends to us, surrounds us with His loving kindnesses. And that is plural. This God that we serve, though He thus speaks from time to time, and though He does have a way of, you know, getting our attention, and, uh, Speaking to us authoritatively and getting down to where we live, he does it with the right motive. He does it with the right intent. He's most interested in us being saved, staying saved, and saving others. He wants us in the final analysis, to make heaven our home. He's not willing. Now, oftentimes we talk about the will of God. But in the statement that he's not willing, we are given the will of God. 
He's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. All should come to water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And that all should be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That there is no substitute for the substitute. Jesus, His flesh, is the propitiation. Bible word. Means He's the substitute. He's the one that stepped up in there and took your place. So that you didn't have to suffer and die. So that you don't have to be lost. Because he's the way maker. He's the forerunner. He went in there first, man. And he took care of business. He did these things for us. We don't want that to ever get dull in our minds or in our eyes. We want that polished brightly. We want that in the uppermost. Of our thinking. So though we thus preach. Or though we thus speak. From time to time. Remember. You want to take it right. You don't want to take it wrong. You want to take it right. You want to take it in the spirit. In which it's given. You want to embrace it. As something that is going to help you, encourage you, edify you, strengthen you, bless you, heal you. The magnificence of God's Word and God's presence and God's power is not on display, if you please, to destroy you. It is to save you. And God knows best how to save us. He, can, he saves us from the devil and sin, evil spirits. He delivers us from them. And then he has to save us from ourselves. Because we have a tendency to be a little stubborn, be a little proud, get a little carried away with ourselves, we get a little strong-willed. Sure we do. Sometimes we get contrary, stiff-necked. We get a callousness about us, a hardness about us. Characteristics of the world in which we live want to attach themselves to us again. But we've been delivered. We've been changed. And it happened in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, when God filled us with the gift of His Holy Spirit the tremendous change that took place in our hearts, the seat of our thoughts and our intellect and our emotions. He ministered to our inner person, and he gave us the will to live for him. And that has to be renewed, you know, from time to time. It has to be freshened up a little bit from time to time. I've told him, at the church in uh, Fort Myers, and of course, some of the church in Belgrade is usually there, thank God. And uh, I told him about Brother Appleton, who has passed on to his reward. 
how that he had a little tribe of grandchildren, and all of them got the Holy Ghost early age. Little Passion here the other night got a beautiful experience at the rally, and, and others. And we want more of that. But uh, I told how that uh, he asked me phone call about something good to preach because he was going to try to go to church and preach that night. And uh, they had to carry him up to the, <laughs> I guess he was born of four. <laughs> I don't know if they had to break up the roof or not, but they, they would bring him up there and prop him up at the pulpit. And uh, he would preach and he asked me. And at first I thought he was kidding and I wasn't, I didn't even really comprehend what he said. And then after a while it dawned on me and, and uh, the Holy Ghost started moving on me, and I, I said, hey, I've got what you, what you need there tonight. I said, I, I suddenly realized what your request was. And I said, I'm going to take what you told me. And he told me about one of his granddaughters, how she came back from the service. And she, she told him, she said, Granddad, I, I got the Holy Ghost. Five times tonight. <laughs> and I said, well, there you go. That'll preach. And I'm going to tell you what, that won't hurt us at all. There's nothing wrong with us, but what a good dose of the Holy Ghost will cure. It'll, it'll set your world straight. It'll, it'll set your feelings towards one another and each other right. It'll, it'll lift you up when the enemy's trying to push you down. It will encourage you when a spirit of discouragement comes around. It will give you a cooperative, a spirit of cooperation when the enemy wants to make you contrary. This is a dose of the Holy Ghost. Just a you know, Fred Astaire, some of you don't know who he is, but uh, he was world-renowned for his dance moves. I'm sure he probably couldn't compare to some of them today. But none of them, none of them can compare to the two-step we do in the Holy Ghost. None of them can compare to the original, the originality of what God does in a person's life. There's, there's no copycat in that. Now, there's imitations. There's people that try to imitate. It just don't work. We all remember Brother Dance. You know, it just don't work. Somehow or another, it, it's just too much you and not enough him. Even Toby Mac said, you know, more than... Smoke and lights. I don't know about you. I think I do. I need more than smoke and lights or smoke and mirrors as often has been said. <laughs> I don't need that. I don't need magician's tricks. That's what Janice and Jaybridge tried, didn't they? They, they? Somehow the Holy Ghost gave us those names in the New Testament. They weren't named in the Old Testament where it took place at least not in what God had included in the Old Testament Scripture. 
But when it came into the New Testament Scripture, obviously, either the Holy Ghost gave it or they had some books, some history that we're not privy to. And uh, there's other examples of that in your Bible. But Janice and Jambres who withstood Moses. Now that in itself was a mighty foolish thing. <laughs> and Aaron and Miriam found that out later on, didn't they? Oh, brother. But uh, Janice and Jambres, they, they said, we, we can turn the, the water into blood too. And they concocted a little magician type scheme. Caused a little bit of water. Maybe they took a glass. I don't know. And uh, a couple other things that they were able to imitate. Do some lookalikes. That's why sometimes we do speak thus. Because we want you to be good in discerning right from wrong. Bitter from sweet. Righteous from unrighteous. We want you to be able. What did it say about the tribe of Benjamin? That they had men that with either hand could sling a stone within a hair's breadth. They had that kind of skill. That you could be skillful, cunning in the Lord. And that you could be so skillful that you could know the difference between the real and the fake. Between the spirit and the flesh. I had several reports from different ones. And, you know, we just, our ears try words. And, when, and that's what your Bible said. And when things, just like your mouth discerns through taste, our ear discerns the words that we hear. And we... We discern preaching, and we're trained to know when something is on the mark and it's missing the mark. That's not something to apologize for. We do it in the right spirit, but we make a mental note because we're trained right, we're taught right, and we intend to make it. And God intends for us to make it. And, uh, you know, we want to take it right. We want to take it in the right spirit. We want to take things in the right attitude. But we are going to sift through some things. We are going to discard some things that are and we can do that because if we drink any deadly thing, the book said it won't harm us. Spiritually speaking, okay? Spiritually speaking. If we have to deal with unclean spirits, we can, we can take them up and they won't harm us. We can, we can deal with that. We can deal with the things that we have to deal with in the spiritual realm because the weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. That we can pull down strongholds. We can cast down imaginations. We can do that. In every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
We're not going to allow something to come in to our hearts or to the hearts of our children or to our midst, if you please. That's going to go against the teachings of Jesus Christ. We're not going to tolerate that for a moment. We're going to properly address that which comes our way. We're going to use chapter and verse. We're going to pull out that sword, friends, and we're going to discern between good and evil. We're going to discern right down to the joints and the marrow, the book says. We're going to do that. This is going to be exact because God is exact. And there's not going to be any sliding by. But there is going to be people that are going to be washed in his blood. People who are going to be forgiven. People who are going to repent and overcome on a daily basis. And he made it clear here. He said, you go out the door. He said, you're going to have to come right back in that same door and pick up with God right where you left off with him. He taught them and he said, look, he said, some things are show themselves to be that which gets cast into the fire, burned up. John's writing, 15th chapter, same thing. That's why it's important to come to church. That's why it's important to be involved with everything the church is doing, and whatever your age is, because you want to realize that the enemy he doesn't want you to abide in Jesus Christ. He doesn't want you to be connected to Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus told Peter, he said, Simon, Simon, he said, Satan hath desired. Do you know the devil wants you? You're smart enough, wise enough, knowledgeable enough to know that. He said, Satan hath desired this that he might sift you. I think of that handheld little canister with two handles and you squeeze it and it sifts. It sifts. It separates. In the old days of panning for gold, they took a sifter and they would get the, the gravel in with the water and they'd shake it and they'd water, run the water through it and they'd shake it. They also had sluices that did the same thing. The idea was to get rid of everything but the gold, and the gold flecks, and the gold nuggets. And if they found it was showing some color, then they would, they would work in that area. They'd get enough gold that they could take it to the bank and they could cash it in. But they had to be careful. They couldn't betray where their source was. They couldn't give that away lest they lose that. Now what, now what Samson did? He just kept on giving himself, giving himself, giving himself until finally he gave himself. <laughs> and uh, yes, sir. 
That wasn't a good thing. You've got a secret tonight. You dwell in the secret place of the Most High. You abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Where there is no bearableness, neither shadow of turning. You're there where every good and every perfect gift cometh down from above, from the Father of lights. Woo! Come on now. You talking about God here. You talking about a God that no matter how he sends it, it's for your good. Take it right. It's to strengthen you. It's to encourage you. It's to lift you up. Lest you dash your foot on a stone. Oh, yeah. You know, Samson, I could say he ran into the lion, but I think the lion ran into him. <laughs> and the lion came out for the worse. What is it about God's men who are always beating up on lions? David said the same thing. He said, I, I'll take care of that Philistine. He ain't nothing. He said, I've whooped the bear and I've whooped the lion. <laughs> and I did that to save the sheep. You just never know sometimes what the leadership is fighting to save you, to protect you. You know, when Samson, he beat the dog out of that lion. He ripped him open. He just left him there. He went on his way. Came today, though. It probably seemed like by chance. That's in your Bible. Good Samaritan, you know, use that terminology. I guess by, it seemed like by chance that Samson came back by. And lo and behold, there was the carcass of that lion. And the bees had gotten in there and made a nest. And they produced honey. And Samson reached down and got him some of that honey. You'd be surprised what some of your past battles that God gave you victory over. But what they're going to be there for you to draw on that. To strengthen you in your time of need. Oh yeah, I'm going to tell you what. You're not going through the things you go through. For no reason at all. And that you don't need to, to get all sad sack. You know, lower lip on the ground. We got vacuum cleaners around here. We don't need your lower lip. <laughs> okay? We need your smiling face. We need your hands lifted up. We need, we need your encouragement. One man was named the son of encouragement. Oh, yeah. Woo! Oh, yes, Lord. Come on, lift your heart with your hands. Oh, take it right. Take it right. Take it in the spirit in which it's delivered. Strengthen me, oh God. Strengthen me, oh God. Strengthen me, oh God. In Jesus' name, everybody said praise the Lord. Come here, little buddy. Who's wolf? Come here, wolf. I want the wolf. Come here, wolf. Hurry up. Come over here, wolf. You got a, you got a pretty tough name. You know that? 
Whoa. But you know what? I'm not going to get anywhere rescued with wool. You're just not big enough yet. But I, I'm not. I'm going to be watching you. So when you get up eye level, I'm going to take a back seat. I, I'm not going to get anywhere rescued with wool. He's too light. He's too young. He's too weak. That don't mean he's not strong enough for some of you dudes carrying him. He is. Me and him are in a different weight class. If you're going to train, thank you, Lord. If you're going to train, if you're going to be champion for God, you're going to have to train with the champions. I told you about the young man that came to Sunday school here, and he's uh, related to Sister Mary Castillo. <laughs> Who isn't? Oh, yeah, all the rest of them are related to Tom. I forgot. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he, he was getting to be a pretty big young man. He was about 16. He told me, sir, I'm going to be a boxer. I'm going to be a boxer. <laughs> I looked at him, and I said, yeah? I said, just remember. I said, you got to learn to take it as well as give it. There's a lot of folks who can give it, but they can't take it. Every little thing offends them. I guess they missed that psalm where it said, Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing, nothing shall offend them. Nothing. Let the peace of God, the Bible said, rule in your heart. Let it rule in your heart. Everybody said amen. amen. So let's take it right. Let's take it right. God's not going to do anything to hurt you. God's going to do everything to save you. <laughs> He's going to do everything to save you. He's going to do everything to save you. Take it right. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. So though we thus speak from time to time, remember, that we are persuaded better things of you. I'm persuaded of your strength. I'm persuaded of your encouraging ways. I'm, uh, I, I, I have to be careful because I get a little proud about my young ones. get a little proud about the congregation. I have to be careful about that. But I thank God for what all he's done and what all he's doing. And that where, what did he say about one of his youngins? He said, what went you out to see? A reed shaking in the wind? He said, of, of a men born among women, never been a greater than John the baptizer. He said he was more than a prophet. I keep wondering exactly what you are if you're more than a prophet. I wonder what God would label Somebody more than a prophet. But what a recommendation from the Christ. <laughs> and then he said, but he that's least, he that's least in the kingdom of God. You get in the kingdom of God by being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. But he that's least in the kingdom of God, he said, is greater than John the baptizer. Think about that. Think about that. How great is this gift? 
how great is this kingdom? How great is this experience and this truth? So we're persuaded better things of you. We really are. We're looking for, I'm looking for the good to come out of your life. I'm looking for the good to be manifest. I'm looking for the fruit on the tree. Though we thus speak, take it right. Take it in the right spirit. And you will see it work for the good in your life. It'll be there when you need it. You'll be able to draw on it because you're training with champions, not training with wimps. Let's take this time and opportunity to lift our hearts with our hands. Thank you, dear God. Thank you, Holy King. I give you praise and glory. Taking it right is why you're here. Because Acts 2.38 was preached to you, and you obeyed it. You believed it, you obeyed it. That's why you're here. Romans to Revelation being preached to you. Genesis to Malachi is why you're still here. Because you take it right. You apply it to your life on a daily basis. Amen and amen and amen and amen. Thank you, dear holy God. Come on, let's make it 100%. Lift your heart with your hands. Oh, yes, God. Oh, yes, God. I give you praise, holy God. I worship you, holy God. Thou art the God of gods and the King of kings. Take over my show, Lord. Take over my life, Lord. I need your spirit. I need your glory and your power. I don't need smoke and mirrors and lights. Together, lovely, all together, we're.